I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Cover 2 TV. I'm Steve Hall. Joined this week just by Chris Pajak. We were meant to have Jenna with us. Yeah. Um, we were planning for a rare threesome on, on the show. Ooh. Ooh. But um, well, in Liverpool, we had no snow, but we had a tiny little bit of ice. So the whole transport system in the city has gone to pot. Geno's train couldn't get here. The replacement buses weren't running. Lorries jackknifing all over the motorway. Ridiculous. Not even not even snow, just a little bit cold. And yeah, the whole city pretty, is, that's pretty much it. The whole city's come to a standstill. There'll be people in America thinking, you know, we have 12 inches of snow and drive to work. Doesn't happen in Liverpool. No. Not even snow, just a little bit of cold. Genuinely, there's no snow here. Just a little bit this of ice. Is, this is a country that has some of the most changing weather ever, and we're not prepared for any of it. We're not prepared for when no. it's sunny. No. We're not prepared for those rare days that it is sunny. We're not prepared for rain. No. Tom never has a coat. You don't know Tom, <laughs> but, you know. Honestly, man, I, I remember going to uni, and my train got cancelled once because it was too windy, <laughs> and, and it blown some leaves onto a track. It's like this country's just the absolute worst. So what happened when we went down to the NFL? We got back, we got, that was, a guy jumped in front of our train, didn't he? Ah. Yeah. That wasn't really weather weather related to why we were delayed. We were severely delayed. Thoughts got to his family. Yeah, I don't know if he did throw himself or was attempted to, but either way, it was a mild inconvenience. <laughs> but I hope he's all right, the poor, poor fella, because God, God bless him. Um, <laughs> awkward. Let's move on to the actually talking about the NFL then, Chris. Um, we know the Super Bowl now. Hang on, we haven't blasted Geno yet. For anything. Yeah. Prick Geno. <laughs> How's that? That's fine. <laughs> totally cool. Any of you? Stop wearing flat caps, you prick. Yeah, there we go. Moving on. Um, we know the, what the Super Bowl is in a couple of weeks' time, or I think it's 10 days from today or whatever. The Rams and the Patriots. Championship weekend, to be fair. I always think sometimes Championship weekend doesn't always deliver. Sometimes you get one-sided games or blowouts and stuff, but, I mean, two overtime games, it done nothing for my body clock in terms of having to watch them. And, uh, you know, made, made, nearly made my kids life for school the next week because I was knackered. But we obviously for Redman, we had a guest booked in for eleven o'clock. Who stayed up and watched it and didn't turn up. And didn't turn up. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, we had, I had to go to work. Yeah, same here. He didn't have to do that, but um, it it was more than more than enjoyable as a neutral, which I am. Obviously, I I, I didn't care who won either game really, other than the betting that I'd done on both of them. It was a, an amazing. Couple, oh, couple both of games. both games are absolutely superb, and it was the four best offenses, really, wasn't it? Going head to head in each of those games, and you know, I don't know which one you want to do first, but for me, I love I love Championship Weekend. You know, if I could go to if I could go to a game 
any game, it'd be a Vikings game. You but know. if you'd asked me if I wanted to go to a conference championship at your home stadium or the Super Bowl, I'd go to the conference championship. Yeah, absolutely. It's just such a better atmosphere, you know, the fact that it's in the home. Yeah. And the fact that the two road teams won as well, it's absolutely mental, isn't it? And, you know, the manner in which the games were played out. And, you know, yes, there's going to be massive talking points, especially from that Saints game with the refereeing and stuff. But i tell you what I hate about conference weekends. Yeah. The fact that... You just get loads of people watching it who don't really watch the sport okay. and commenting about it on Twitter. That does me nothing, you know. It's, that's what they want, though, isn't it? They want it to be, you know, eyes on the world and stuff. The, the, the only bad thing is, is that I, you can argue that both games, there was some, like, terrible officiating. It wasn't even... Yeah. It wasn't, like, a, a bad missed call here or there. And I don't really go, like going about refs too much because it's, it's a bit dull and boring, but... I think it would be remiss not to talk about it in this case because my word, it was it was so bad. Let's uh, that as well. Um, so let's talk about the one in, again. We'll we'll go through the games, both games separately in a minute. But as a whole, there's been a lot of talk post post both matches about reviews and should you be able to review everything? You know, so Belichick's been saying that for a few for years. A long, so, hasn't he? so obviously that the pass interference call in the Rams game, Belichick was that was absolutely furious about the pick play that the. Uh, the Chiefs ran. Which one of the 60? The one that really threw the iPad on the floor. Um, but like, my point stands. Yeah, they're all pick plays yeah, from the Chiefs. Pretty much. They to and the Patriots are good at it as well. He just, this was an obvious one, I think. Um, the Chiefs are devastated at the, the ridiculous rough on the passer call at Brady. got when someone yeah. swatted the fly off his nose almost. I don't even think he touched yeah. him, to be honest with you. His, his hand was up in front of his face. But I, was I was looking up. I went, last week I missed last week's show. I was at an NFL UK event. Live and they had Jeff Reinbold. People in England will know him, and, and um, he's does Sky Sports coverage. He's a coach of Canadian football. And he used he to said, be there, Hamilton. What? Yeah, he's, he's, he's got a job. He's, he's, yeah, he's, he's not he's, there anymore, is he? He's going back to something. I don't know which one of the TFL teams. But he said in the CFL everything's reviewable. You can you can you've the same same system. You have got your challenges and you lose them and win them, but you can refl- you can challenge pass interference, offensive or defense. You can challenge. You know, holding the calls. Pass, uh, anything you can just challenge. Do you think that again? He says like the game is slowed down by a couple of minutes, but it's the right. You get you get the right calls. It's also changed how players play in the league because they know now they're not going to get away with them because you don't get it. Don't. Yeah, I think I, I'd like to see the hard stand on it all. To be honest with you, I think you know. Listen, I know that the NFL have have changed tact and want to quicken the game up. You know, and that's why you're getting these in-play adverts as it is. And you know, I was watching it on. You get loads of progressive adverts. It's obviously the same as in America, where you can see the screen mm-hmm. and you can see the adverts yep. and stuff. And that's all down to, to to making the game a little bit quicker. And they're not doing as many uh, proper advert breaks and stuff, which is great. And I think they've shaved like seven minutes off the game. So actually, you know what? For one year, you've shaved seven minutes on average off a game or so to add another two back on actually isn't that big a deal it, it depends on how many you're going to give them and I think that's the that's the point isn't it you know you are still going to get those huge calls like let's say alright let's talk about the Saints one pass interference clearly by Roby Coleman his challenges might have gone yeah, you're still going to get the talking points Yeah, yeah. you're still going to get bad calls that, that do affect games because yeah. Coaches will be out of challenges, and then so the, the the question then is, well, how many are you going to give them? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And and that then you're starting to talk about really extending the game further because you do kind of want to see everything done right, and you do want to see the best team progress. You know that call is so huge, not only because the game's ended and the Saints go there, but I don't think the Saints picked themselves back up after that. I think that's rocked painting. 
you know, he's not in his best frame of mind going into overtime as as the play caller. Drew Brees is thinking, well, this was our game. We should have won this game. The entire the entire Saints team is down there. And, and it, it completely affects it. Not just for the fact that they would have won the game, but they don't play the same afterwards. Yeah, let's go on to that game. We'll, we'll go backwards first. Then on that call, first, I mean, no one's going to argue it's, it's a bad call. We missed it. It was obvious. And for whatever reason... They haven't called it. That's fair enough. They kind of called like that all game. Yeah, they, well, they kind of let they, the game they, I was play. Say, they, they kept saying on the, I think it was Troy Aikman, wasn't he? Kept saying, you know, they're letting them play, which this kind of happens in the playoffs. They kind of re- relax the rules there because, again, maybe it's because they've got more people watching. They want to quicken the games up. I don't know, but there was a lot going on where that wasn't getting called. But I don't know. It's, it's one of those in it where, again, I'm, I'm, the Saints fans watching or listening will say, you know, well, if it weren't for that call, we win. And, you know, you're probably right. Having said that, the offense did stutter, you know. They didn't hardly score a point in the second half. We, I saw you tweet that yourself. You know, Wade Phillips, as adjustments at half time, pretty much nullified everything the Saints wanted to do. They stopped those little dump off screen passes. Pretty much the Kamara, they were tackling well. So although the Saints will be aggrieved, and rightly so, it was a terrible call, and they probably go to the Super Bowl or the Argon Super Bowl if not for it. In, in Sean Payton's mind, you think he's thinking that's all well and good, but. We didn't need to be at that point because my offense, I I could have done X, Y, or Z because it did completely shut, shut down second half. Yeah, I think there was a few things that they did. They put the D lineman on Kamara, didn't they? Yeah. And you'd think to yourself, that's not going to work, and yet somehow it did because they absolutely threw off the timing of those routes. And Dominic Jones kept running into him. And yeah, and, and really smashing him. Yeah. And it's something that I think that um, the Patriots and and the Rams did in their game in back in two thousand and one. Because I kicked in by the Patriots. Yeah, you know. So these are things that we've seen time and again over the years not very often and I think it was brilliant on Kamara I think you know he struggled to get into the game the problem with with both teams in this game was I felt like they they abandoned the actual running game yeah and I know that Kamara was getting loads of yards through the short passing game but they needed to keep them honest a little bit more and the fact that the Saints were shut down so easily on 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 offense yeah they scored at the start of the third quarter and then after that, it goes Rams touchdown, Rams field goal, Saints field goal, Rams field goal, Rams field goal. And obviously that last one's the, the game winner in overtime. They didn't do enough, but they did do enough. That's the thing. They, well, first half, they were unbelievable. Yeah. It looked like they were going to, at one point, it looked like they were going to run away. They scored the first... The fake punt changes the game. Yeah, they scored two field goals and a touchdown straight you know, off the off the bat. The, the Rams, I was about to say, with, with Sean McVay for the first time in a while when he goes for the field goal, and you know... That's unlike him because usually you'd expect him to go for it at that point. It was almost as if the, the the Saints were the coaching job the Saints did in the first half was amazing, and the Rams didn't really have an answer on offense or defense. And whatever happened at half time, the switch flipped because come out the second half, the Rams' offense looked much better, and the Saints' defense wasn't doing nearly as much. And then also. The Saints' offense halted while the Rams' defense looked more dominant than it than happened. Yeah, I think that's right. And whatever, as, whatever happened in the Rams' dressing room at halftime, probably probably swung. I, I think I, I think a lot of it comes down to that fake punt. I think yeah, you well, know yeah. the the mindset of the players going in there that doesn't come off the games. The game's done. It's dead and buried. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And it's mad to think that they weren't ready for that. The Saints because Sean Payton's a very very aggressive play caller, and he knows Sean McVeigh's a very aggressive. Play call and they and how many times have we seen the Rams do something mad? I think Johnny Hecker struck eighteen passes this year. Or something ridiculous, it's, you know. It's, it's you know I, I don't know the, the exact figure, but it's a lot. You yeah. know what I mean? And the pass was great. Um, 
but that changed the momentum of the game and, and then you add in the coaching job that I think Wade Phillips does um, I mean to be honest with you and, and I'll say this on record had the Saints progressed I now think they wouldn't have won the Super Bowl anyway because, and I always thought this season that it was bang on for the Saints but that is the first time that we've seen a team take away Michael Thomas Yeah, and when that team took away Michael Thomas they were there. They were done. And but not only did they take away Michael Thomas, they took away Kamara second half yeah. as well. And you shouldn't be able to do both of them. No, but that's what I was saying. Whatever happened at half time, it, I was thinking first half. Well, Kamara's having a field day. Fair enough. If they if they want to stop Kamara, that's probably going to leave more space for the likes of Michael Thomas or whoever. And and didn't it just wasn't there? What the, would the, also be, being on the sorry, being on the third choice tight ends really hurt them there as yeah, well. Yeah. You know he has a big drop early on. Was it was it Watson? Watson's was, out, and, Watson's then Hill, out. and then Hill got the concussion. Hill Hill got the concussion. So who was the guy who, who dropped Arnold, a couple of Arnold? Arnold. Yeah. He dropped a couple of major passes, and I think that changes the game. I think if they have their like first two mm. tight ends, it's a completely different thing. But the, there's no other weapons when you've taken Kamara and Thomas yeah. away. Sticking on this theme, where I'm going to bash the Saints a little bit for, for a while because. I think he deserve a bit of it. I don't think Drew Brees played particularly well. No. After that cup opening start, I don't think he played well at all. Obviously, the interception at the end is not really on him. He's got pressure in his face. I thought he got a bit too cute with Taysom Hill. Mm-hmm. Again, again, they've done it all season and I get it to a point. I'm not sure on Championship Sunday at home against one of the best teams in the league, you take the ball out of Drew Brees' hands as much as you did. I know if you said he didn't have a great game, but he's a better, he's a better quarterback than Taysom Hill is. I know Hill... He scores a touchdown off a Drew Brees pass. I didn't really understand why they were doing that, especially around the goal line. Well, it was the play before he actually yeah. makes the throw. Taysom Hill takes the, the throw, the one before. Yeah. So it looked like Peyton was going to get Taysom <coughs> Hill a... He wanted him, he wanted uh, him to the touchdown in him. some way. And sometimes, I, you know, I, I really like the job that Sean Payton's done this season. And I think he's been absolutely fantastic. And, you know, maybe I've looked down on him a little bit for because I think ultimately he's, a, he's an unbelievable offensive mind. Up there, maybe better than Sean McVay for me, but it, but as a as a head coach, I've never thought he was that good because he should have won more Super Bowls with the offenses that he's had. And it's ultimately it's his job to make sure that the defensive yep. coordinator is the right person for your team over those years. So it's been it was two thousand nine they won the the Super Bowl, wasn't it? So I think he should have done better in the time with the players that he's had available and the offenses that he's ran. But you know, I think there was ego that got in the way there yep. of him. And I think I think he wanted to be known as the best offensive mind, and that's why he was getting Taysom Hill involved. Yeah. When really being the best offensive mind is taking the seven points when you can take the seven points yeah. and not worrying about who's catching or who's throwing the ball, because ultimately they were ready for the Taysom Hill throw because because he's not done it, and, and you know all these tendencies are there to be broken. So when Taysom Hill comes into the game all season long and runs the ball, you know when it gets to playoff time, he wants to break that tendency yeah. and he wants to throw the ball. And ultimately, I think Wade Phillips knew that as well. Yeah, absolutely. And he's done a good job. Flipping over into the Rams offence, we mentioned they couldn't run the ball. Yeah, uh, Todd Gurley was apparently healthy, but they took him out. I don't I'm know. not sure that's true. He, he kept stretching on the sidelines, he's on the bike. But either way, obviously he scores the touchdown, but he's, he, he was limited or they chose not to use him. CJ Anderson again, I thought he did an all right job. He said it himself, he's the freshest running back yeah. in the NFL, and he's that makes massive. a big difference. He's, he's huge. Huge. I don't know, fair play to him, he's booked up, whether that's in the gym or in the in the, in the the kebab shop, I don't know. He reminds me of the old uh, Steelers running back from 10 years ago or whatever. Jerome Bettis. Jerome Bettis. <laughs> he's, a big, he's a big guy as well. Um, it was it was interesting the that he went, Yeah, that he was the bush. That he went to him. It, again, it shows that you mentioned egos or doing whatever it takes to win. <laughs> 
it, again, presuming Todd Gale is healthy, or we don't know the score, but if he was, that's a big call for a, a young head coach to take out basically your best player off the field because it, it, the scheme isn't, it isn't working for us. We want to just run it down your throats and we're going to do it. It, it kind of it negates um, Cam Jordan to an extent, mm-hmm. around the edges. It, it, they just went, we're going to run, run right down your throats. And they thought that C.J. Anderson was the better player to do it. I don't it's know. Brave I don't know again, we, don't, we, don't, we don't know if he's healthy or not. All we can go off is that they said he is. So yeah. let's presume he is. It's a, it's a bit of a brave call. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, listen, the guy floated around. This is it 14 now, C.J. Anderson's on this season. He, he, yeah. he was definitely at Carolina, definitely at the Oakland Raiders. This is his third team, yeah. So this will be his third team then. So, you know, it's a huge decision to play C.J. Anderson in this game. But did you hear what C.J. Anderson said in the locker room after the game? He went in there and he apparently addressed the team and was like, you think this feels good? Wait until you win the next one. You know what I mean? So he's already made himself a big part of this team and his performance. Performances over the last three weeks have shown that. And again, you look at the stats; are not amazing. It's sixteen for forty-four. It's not. It's not like he was running all over them. But in a day when running yards were tough, he's well. What he did, he set up the play action. Yes. He, the fact that he had to, he had to be honest. He, 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 at some point, Todd Gurley never gets runs against stacked boxes because they're terrified of the passing game. I think when Steve Anderson comes in. You probably think you know we we can we can afford to get one more guy in the box because he's, he's not he's not gonna he's not gonna hurt us on a passing game and then and then they do that and all of a sudden there's Brandon Cooks so there's a bit more space for him Hig Tyler Higby gets a couple of catches and he's wide open Jared Goff makes some amazing throws yeah I don't think he was amazing at first but he definitely grew into the oh game. god he was shit the first two drives he was absolutely he, terrible but, but then he, again he grew into it I thought the Rams as a whole kind of dealt with the situation of. Adversity better because you're in that stadium when it's that loud. And it, I mean, I was listening on the telly and it was loud. I saw Robert Clemco from the MNQB tweet a picture of his, his glass of water and it was shaking like in Jurassic Park when the T Rex comes. It was literally wow, that's how loud that. it was. And they come back from that on the road down, maybe the best player might be hurt. They're down what by two scores and they dealt with it really, really well. And they dealt with it really well by bringing in a guy off the street. To run the ball down the throat, it was an interesting tactic. It was, and listen, you know, you, you saw those miscommunications to begin the game where Jared Goff runs out to a wide receiver. Yeah. I think it's Higby that he runs out to and, and talks to him, and I've never seen that. You know what I mean? And I don't think Sean McVay liked it because he called the timeout. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, I think that's because he got into the wrong play. To be yeah. honest, more than anything else, and mm. you know, the the fifteen second thing probably didn't really affect off. One of the things that I would have liked to see the Saints do more of was jam the receivers at the line because yeah, I think that's the, that's the one thing that you can get Goff off his game and I I imagine that the Patriots will do that I think Goff is one of the best quarterbacks in the league uh, when the routes are run correctly when he doesn't have to go to his second read when the scheme opens the the wide receivers up but what happens is if if you're able to jam those receivers his timing's off and he's not as good at reacting as someone like a Pat Mahomes is yeah but if you're just saying him, this is the play, you're getting your first read, there's not many better quarterbacks at that. Oh, yeah, I agree. And Brandon Cooks is the star receiver, and you know, seven catches, 107 yards. And, and Woods had a big game because he was used in the running game as well. Yeah, and it, obviously Woods goes, it, it's Tyler Higby who catches, the, who catches the touchdown because, again, in the red zone, they, they get a little bit creative, and there's Tyler Higby wide open. It was, a, I thought, it was a coaching masterclass on both sides. I thought Wade Phillips does a great job at half time, and I think Sean McVay does, and ultimately, it comes down to overtime. Drew Brees gets the you know Dante Fowler pressing, oh picks her off, and then there's a kick. And I want to talk the kick before we finish. In that, it's an amazing. It's one of the best kicks I've ever seen. Like the he, leg. His, his kick to force overtime in the first place was that fifty-seven. It's an amazing kick. Or was so, that forty-eight? Yeah. So I remember. And then they go. 
let me just I'll double check for you. But what I want to, in the overtime is that's a bad snap as well. And Johnny Hecker does so well to get it down. I mean, you talk about Mooney kicks, and I get it's indoors. So, you know, you're not battling against the L. It is an Adam Vinatieri in the snow, I get that. But he kicks, uh, let me just check the... I'll get I think the long one was 57 to win the game. To win the game, yeah. So, 57 yarder into win the game. I think 48 was the other one. 48, yeah, to, 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 to it's Money? M- money. Greg the leg comes up big, don't he? I, 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 you know, we saw... It's a shame because he deserves that moment in the spotlight and he's not getting that moment in the spotlight because, because of, of the call. call. And really, you know, you don't see that. You know, he's iced the kicker as well. I forget which one he iced the kicker on. Um, but when Heckler pretends it was a fake that's anyway. The, that's the, the one to send it to all the time. Yeah, I mean, that's that's class by Hecker. You know, you can see the, you can see the official running in from the sidelines and just decides I'm going to fuck with everyone's head here and keep <laughs> his honest. Yeah. And that might just slow the rush down slightly because to kick the ball that far, everybody knows you have to take a, a, a much more acute angle to the floor, don't you? Rather than a more acute yeah, honest. Yeah, exactly. Why not? Like, I think it makes a difference. It does. And then the second one, obviously, the, the snap spot, Paul and Hecker gets it down. It's 57, and genuinely, I know they always say it, it might be good from what? That looked good from 67. It was miles through. They the reckon game. it was 15 yards further it would have gone in ah, from. Seven, is, it, seven, is, it, is, it, is it is it NBC that do that? Yeah. So we didn't get to see that, did we? Well, you could like? tell. I mean, I, I, I can see from where it went. That was good from, that was money kick. He, he, they, they were saying post-game they thought he could be good from 61. I mean that was that was good from seventy. Is sixty one the record, the league. Yeah, record? well, I think Matt Prater is like sixty two, sixty three oh, right, in okay. Denver, which kind of skews things a little bit. But I mean, my way, what a kick! And, and like I say the, the Rams march on to face. Let's talk on that this next game, uh, the New England Patriots. And I know that I think the general consensus, other than fans of the Patriots, is a bit of Patriots fatigue. You know, we've, a bit. Okay, a lot of Patriots fatigue. This is Tom Brady's ninth Super Bowl. It's the third, <laughs> third in a row. Is that right? I'm right in saying it's four and five. Yeah. So they got it was the Atlanta Super Bowl, then the Philadelphia one, and now they've obviously got this one. Are you bored of them? Yeah, as, as absolutely. A, as a but this is my thing. Is that again? I've got no allegiance to or from the Patriots. And once the Packers are knocked out, I, I I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode, and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. I don't really care who wins the, what. I would, it's just the notion of the same storylines week after week and we're going to get the same things. And rightly, you know what, as a Patriots fan... They deserve to be talked about for two I, weeks because they're, they're there. They're there and they're, they're amazing and Tom Brady's amazing and Bill Belichick's amazing. Everything that that organisation does... Just it just breeds winning. I suppose the fatigue just comes from 
you you were kind of like a different storyline every now and then. This happens in all sports. Once there's a, a a constant winner and everyone's trying to win, everyone gets a little bit bored of it just because you want something new to, to chat and watch and talk. Yeah, about. The, I like the story. Listen, this is this this game's gonna come, come down to McVeigh versus Belichick, isn't yeah. it? I think everybody knows that. But you know the the McVeigh storyline so much fresher. I think could. Uh, uh, any any other head coach is just a much fresher thing to talk about than Bill Belichick. But that all that being said, you've got to give the respect to the Patriots because they're there again. Fucking hell! It's the you know, this is by hook or by crook. It's and you know what, mate? They've been superb. The yeah. last two games, they've been superb. They're the best, yeah, they've been the best team in the playoffs, haven't they? For sure, they've by a country mile, yeah. by a country mile, and they're pulling out plays from fucking twenty years ago that they haven't run. You know, and you see an eye form and they're just fucking ramming it down the throats and you know Sony Michelle's coming and you can't stop him and you know Edelman's going to be the one to receive the ball. You can't stop him. Can't stop and you got Gronkowski blocking like a fucking defensive end against, mm. you know, and, and that's what it is. And they're just, they're an unstoppable machine and Josh McDaniels and Bill Belichick, because I think Belichick has a lot to do with how the offence performs as well. Um, and in, in the same way that McVeigh and... Wade Phillips work together really closely, I believe. Um, they're just scheming, and this they they have planned for a Super Bowl run from when they started playing Sonny Michelle and really getting him involved. Yeah, I was in say, it, because we, I didn't think they'd make it otherwise. We sat in the show. I remember Sonny Michelle starting. He looked he didn't look good at all when he first came in. Yeah. I said to Geno, "Are you worried about him?" When he was a bit, yeah, he was honest. He said a little bit. You know, hasn't been great. But the last eight weeks, it's been amazing. Tom Brady was the same. Tom Brady hadn't played well a lot. I think it's come out that he might have had a bad knee, and now he's better, and now he looks amazing again. And he's had that tune up with his goal, with yeah, his with his little, throwing his throwing coach Gronk has been a, the zombie Gronk. There's been nothing of him, and I'm just getting his stat line up. He turns up and goes six for seventy nine, making massive plays like big third down plays, catching everything, blocking everything. It, it to me, it just looked like been there, done that. We know what we're gonna do, and. Everything the Chiefs had in terms of defence, the Patriots kind of had an answer. I think the Chiefs worked things out in terms of their offence because they were they started poorly and couldn't get anything going. And they kind of obviously we know by the end of it they get that flow and they get they get it going. Pat Mahomes ultimately does pretty well. But on the other side, I thought the Patriots come out, just run the ball down your throat, keep Pat Mahomes on the field in the cold, keep him off the sidelines. And everything, every time that the Chiefs made the defensive adjustment, John Bay was like, fine. They were already moving to the next one. Yeah. They were waiting for that adjustment to yeah. go, well, we've got the... I don't... You know the way that um, teams plan the first 15 plays of the drive, if everything goes, you know, barring penalties and all that type of stuff, everything goes to plan. I thought, yeah, they've done that. But then I thought that they had three plans done. Yeah. And, to, and I think Belichick's gone, this is what Bob Sutton's going to do when we do this. And this is what we're going to do. They're not half-time adjustments. They're pre-planned adjustments yeah. that I think Belichick had in we're place. Gonna, we're going to run the ball with Sonny Michel. As soon as they, they set out to stop it, Julian Adam over the middle. When they try and stop that, well, there's Gronk. When they try and stop that, oh my God, there's Philip Dorsett casting a touchdown. Tom Brady gets to the line. And even in that noise, he, he had complete control. of. He was checking down on everything. He could just he could just see if they, they just couldn't stop the run. I think Berkhead gets two rushing touchdowns. and It does, yeah. Sonny Michel obviously scores two as well. It was just like, it's the death of a thousand paper cuts, isn't it? It's, that's what it is. It's but like, they're the only team in the, the league she, that will nickel and dime you all the way me, through me, 60 minutes. For me, it was like, if you're going to kill someone, the Chiefs might try and shoot you in the face 
Oh, but you know, you might, you might miss the Patriots. Are just going to come and just slash you, and just slash you, and just go, 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 and eventually, ble- and eventually, you bleed out because five yards there, two yards there, four yards there, five yards there, first down. Oh my god! We're, 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 oh yeah, we've stopped the run. We've stopped the run. There's our woman. Was it something like they had forty-one first downs yeah, over the last two games? The the the, the Chargers and the Chiefs didn't even have that many combined. Yeah, it was unbelievable. I mean, you you're looking at it and you're thinking to yourself, this is just. And, and, and towards the end of the game, all right, it's all Sonny Michelle yeah. to begin with. And then yeah, Pe- and Brady started throwing the ball, and you're like, oh my God, they've only got the greatest quarterback of all time now playing at an elite level as well. He's a fuck deal, lads. 36 first downs in this game. The Chiefs had 18. The Patriots go 524 yards. The Chiefs go 290. The Patriots run 94 offensive plays. The time Chief, of possession. The Chiefs run 47. 60... 68.4 third down percentage, 44. But it's 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 literally a case of domination. And this is this is the next point people have got to on this game. Obviously, bad calls, blah blah blah. Was the overtime rules? The fact is, by, by the time it gets to overtime, the Chiefs' offense have been on the field for like 88 plays or something. Sorry, the defense, and they are gassed. There is nothing they, they just, Geno called this last week. Yeah, Geno called it last week. They're going to be knackered because they're going to be they're going to be running that run down the throat again. There's been calls yet again for the whole. Give both teams possession in overtime, regardless of what happens. There's people who are for it, and the, the argument against is, well, your defense only has to make a stop, and that's that, uh, that's a, a, a fair argument. It really is. The flip side is, by the time you get to overtime, defenses are always more tired than offenses because it's it's just a reactionary position. It's harder to do it. It's more tired. The fact that a coin toss can still have such a big impact on a game. Stupid. It isn't as bad as it used to be. It used to be win the toss, kick a field goal, win. Now, obviously, you've got to score a touchdown. But do you think there is, in an era where they're trying to shorten games for player safety and yada, 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 do you still think that coin toss it should be, if they score a touchdown, you at least get a chance to score a yeah, touchdown? absolutely. Anymore. Absolutely. Because and then it can you, become... It's too much on the coin flip. It's yeah. just too much on the coin flip. And that, listen, work that shit out after the fact or find a way... <laughs> find another way but there is no other way you can't get both offences and both defences on the field at the same time it's, you, it, it's the way that the game is played it's the fact that there's two phases to the game that make it so difficult but don't decide to buy a fucking coin flip yeah and I, I, the argument is you know make a stop I've been in the situation where Aaron Rodgers didn't get on the field in, in an overtime game Seattle just didn't get on the field is that Brady's now third time they've won the toss in playoff games in overtime he's, and he's and he's, he scored a touchdown on all three pretty much and then, he, that's it he, he, Matt Ryan doesn't get on the field in the Super Bowl for example Aaron Rodgers doesn't get on the field in Seattle Papa Holmes doesn't get the chance to lead his team on a touchdown drive and again this is I, I'm saying this I'm not I'm not one of these patriotators that a lot of people are I, whatever they're fine they're, they're I just think it's unfair whether it's my team new, or somebody yeah, else from a neutral point of view it's more a case of and again, I get the whole, well, just make a stop. But that's easier said than done because your defence could be knackered as well. And it, yeah. well, at that point, here's, the, here's the thing, and, and why it's why it's such a good game to talk about this in, is because, as, as Jeno said last week, you know, the Chiefs are a chunk play side. Yeah. They'll miss two throws and hit you for 65 with one. And they did that. And they did that, and that's yeah. what they do. But what that means is they need to... Andy Reid somehow needs to build that side so that they can control possession more yeah. because his defence cannot stay on the field for 88 plays or 40 
was it 44 minutes? Yeah, 90, 90, by the end of the game, it's 97 plays. Yeah, so how many minutes are they on 40, the field? I think it's 44. 44 in the 60 or something like that. And you're like, the defence can't do that. It's just impossible. You don't have enough players to be able to fill those positions to the level that you want to be able to play that many 97 plays on defence. It's, it's absolutely scandalous when the offence is around about 30 mm-hmm. or something like that. You know what I mean? So by the end of the game, you can tell just from this one game that defence is completely fucked. But... Had they won the coin toss, coin toss, the offense is fresh. Well, their defense is still fairly fresh. They've got a good chance. So that that actually, it tells me that the Patriots play a, a smarter game. They're yep. playing the full sixty minutes, and they're probably playing for overtime as well. The Chiefs are too explosive on offense, and they can't they can't carry that defense because they can't keep them on the field. They need to change fundamentally if they want to challenge over an overtime game. Because I don't think they'd win many. Yeah, not with it. Not with the defense making yeah. a stop. Absolutely. Let's let's go in depth on a few different players. Then I want to start first um, on Pat Mahomes, who. Come out the gate, looked a little bit shaky. I thought. I don't think he, he you know, he overthrew a point in the first half. Yeah, he overthrew he? a couple. He underthrew a couple. He took, you know, he runs himself out of field goal range at one stage by running backwards. Again, it's one of those you live by the sword, you die by the sword. You know, that's who Pat Mahomes is. I, I, I live the breath of life. You take the rough with this move, you're gonna get those sometimes. And second half, maybe second quarter onwards, I thought he was again he looked just as good as anything. It was MP- and, MVP levels in yeah, the second and I, half? And I wonder, did they score twenty four points in the yeah, fourth quarter? It was, it was absolutely ridiculous. And I oh. was thinking the other day, I was thinking the other day, it, I'm not again not a page fan. It must have been terrifying to be on the opposite team to him. Every time as a player and Tom Brady's on the other team, you're thinking, oh my god! I imagine for the first time in a while, the Patriots are looking at an opposing quarterback and thinking. This is really this is hard because this guy is doing ma- he is magic. The one when he evades the pass rush and kind of oh yeah that side arm throws it underneath the it's a, it's unreal how good he is how talented he is and again his time will come I'm sure. Listen, he he is a quarterback who's done stuff to Bel- Belichick's defense that I, I haven't seen someone do for a long time and but you know for all the talk of how good Andy Reid's been this season it wasn't the scheme that got them back in that game. It was the talent of the quarterback that got them back in that game because Tyreek Hill has been taken out, because Travis Kelsey has been taken out, because Damian Williams isn't able to get into that game. The plays that were made were made off the back of Mahomes' talent alone. And that needs rectifying in and of itself because Belichick knew exactly what Andy Reid was going to do. He knew exactly how to deal with it. He's the first defensive coordinator this season, really, that's had a great plan for him. But he's not the first defensive coordinator, Belichick, who has run into a quarterback who's playing on another fucking level to everybody else at the moment. Absolutely. And what what Belichick, I thought, did, that Tyreek Hill's killed the Patriots in two games. They've done a pretty good job. I know he has a couple of good big catches, but he doesn't absolutely murder them, and he has murdered them. (laughs) He's absolutely destroyed the Patriots again, Patriots fans. I'm just getting a stat line off to... I think, you know, the the funny thing about the Patriots... Sorry, one reception for 42 yards. He's like, you can... One reception, 40 yards on three targets. They have a couple of goals at him. One big play. If you can limit Harry Kill to one big play... I'm taking that. All day, taking that. all day. You let Sammy Watkins have it, and you let Damian Williams have it, and you let even Travis Kelsey to an extent have it. The page just decided Tyree Killers and killing us again, and it worked. He, he, They've he, done it over and over again. They take your big weapons away, and they they make you adjust. And the Chiefs weren't able to adjust, unfortunately, for them. Like uh, it's been an offense that I've enjoyed watching this season. <sighs> but fuck me, the Patriots look unstoppable, and I'm not backing against them absolutely, in the Super Bowl. Absolutely, you know that first half when Brady throws the inception on the one-yard line, 
I, I'm thinking then if that if he scores that, I think it's game over pretty yeah. much. So I thought when when that goes the Chiefs way, it, it, it gives the stadium a lift and then the, the the rally back. And you the 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 fairy tale story is that Pat Mahomes wins that game, but Tom Brady and the Patriots are the evil empire and they're not having that. They're not having it. And that I want to have that overtime drive where Julian Edelman is absolute money. He has absolutely. He's had a couple of bad drops as well yeah, in the yeah. in the fourth quarter, he, hasn't he? He has the yeah, you know the one where the, the muffed punts maybe grazes them or doesn't, and who knows? They, they, they don't. I did. Can we talk about that? I want my my question on that one. Let's before we talk about that one. Then is that I don't think you can overturn it once you call it a fumble. Exactly. If you call it a not fumble, I think you can call it a fumble. I think there's not enough evidence on that screen to say. Well, he, you can't overturn it. The call I actually stands. thought I the thought stands. Could, I thought you could see his thumb move from where I looked. Again, it's completely different. I, listen, I. I it's officiating again. It's officiating, it? but it comes. I I think that call has to stand. Now it wouldn't have been a touchdown, would it? It would no, have been, been placed. The ball from there, where they were, yeah. They'd have had the ball, but where Adam and muffed it. Yeah. I think that, I, I agree hundred percent with you. There's not enough evidence to overturn that. Oh. And there's you know, listen. If it had been called the other way, I would tell you exactly the same. Yeah. There's not enough evidence right. to turn it the other way. Yeah. Having said that, he, he recovers from that, and in that again in that drive down. Down over time, he is just unbelievable. He's, he runs the hardest routes. He runs over the middle where he knows he's going to get absolutely smashed in the face all the time. Tell you who else is money, Romo. Romo knew what he, he just called the whole game. He, he kind of spoiled it for me. It was, like, it was what, the it fourth was, quarter. He didn't miss a beat. It was kind of like watching a movie with someone who's seen the movie and they're going to go, "Oh, watch this!" But he's going to come. He's going to jump off that cover now. Or, "Oh, watch out for the man with the knife!" And then all of a sudden, the man with the knife. That was, what it was like watching Romo. It was absolutely ridiculous. Fair play to him. He, he's unreal. He should be a coordinator. He could be very. I doubt he gets paid as much or to be a coordinator. I imagine he's getting a lot. Well, of it's money. the thing, isn't it? It's like you know, I, a defensive coordinator maybe because he can call every single play. Yeah, you, a defensive spotter. Just whisper. Don't run over the middle. Have you seen Sean McVay's back coach? Yeah, maybe. I think I put it in the our WhatsApp yeah. group. Maybe Tony Romo could be like a, a defensive spotter <laughs> for somebody. Just, brilliant. You can just diagnose the player like that and just. Put the call. But that, this, this is the difference between him and Witten. It's not that you know. It's not that Witten doesn't know American football. It's that Witten wasn't a quarterback. No. And and that's the things that quarterbacks have to look out for because as a quarterback, you need to know about the defense and you need to know about the offense. Yep. And it's the only position on the field that does that. So clearly, quarterbacks are just going to be the best for this. Like and Tony Romo's, he, he's he's such a, he's got such a great personality. He, he talks with a smile on his face and all that. Like you just can't help. Literally in love with him. Yeah, he's a good, he's, he's the a, most talented man I've ever seen. He's good looking, and I just want of his babies. Stay, is that okay? Yeah, me fully boots, man. I'm sure. I'm sure his, his beautiful wife might put keep him with. I can sex it up every now and again. You know? I'm sure you can, man. I'm sure you can. Um, back to back to show you one day. I'm all right, mate. I'm on Super Bowl Sunday. I'm all over it. So James White, let's all James White. Again, he's the best shit player I've ever seen. Uh, this, is, this is my point. Is that. I was watching a. I'm barehead. I was watching the NFL Network the other day, and they were talking like, "Is Julian Edelman a, a, a Hall of Famer now?" Just because of the, just the, which made more reception than anyone in the postseason, other than Jerry Rice. Rice yeah. And then James White now was he probably should have been MVP of the Super Bowl at one yeah. point. Um, I think the Atlanta one he was harsh. He, he probably could have won it. He then has another game here where obviously it's not. It isn't so much the running because again the rushing he goes six for twenty three, fine. It's four for forty nine catching. It's just like. He is unstoppable in that screen game. He's another one who you just you don't even acknowledge before the game. You're thinking, oh, Gronk. And then James White, again and again, just keeps coming out and he just keeps performing. He's he's another one of this. It's why it's why the Patriots are the best team in the league, is that they have no star players who are on absolute gigantic star money. Even, the, even Tom Brady isn't on that much money. 
but they, they, they've got a lot of mid-range players which gives them so much depth so you can rotate Berkhead in and you can rotate White in and there's Edelman and there's Dorset and there's Gronk and there's Michelle uh, yeah there's, oh, we're going we're gonna to have a little go at the Cordero passes and stuff because why not and it's just on and on they just keep, and that's why I think they're amazing is that they're so well schemed they've got the best quarterback ever, who's ever going to live ever but their roster is so deep just because they've they've they again they've zagged, they've zagged when everyone else has everyone else has gone rookies 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 Star players, yeah, they've kind of gone well. We don't, we'll just go mid range player, mid range player, mid range player, and it works because you could just you can't stop them all. They are too talented for you just not to be able to acknowledge. And it's the patience that they show in attacking teams. You know, I talked about it from the flip side before about the Kansas City Chiefs and stuff, but you know, we we talk, I, I remember Peyton Manning doing it for the Colts and a little bit for the Denver Broncos. Is that you know, nickel and dime them, yep. you know, just f- taking four yards when the defence are giving you four yards. But Tom Brady never gets bored of that. No. Tom Brady never thinks to himself, oh, I, I need to get aggressive, I need to get a score. He just keeps going, he just keeps going. And th- at some point, what are the Chiefs supposed to do? They're supposed to just go, I've got to take that away, but they never do. They're always worried about the, the other players and the Patriots just keep getting four or five yards, keep getting ahead, keep being ahead of the sticks and they just keep on pounding. I mean, the, the drive to start the game, stay eight minutes long, 75 yards or just something Just take like the out that crowd. K- kills it. it. Um, that's the thing on the Patriots I want to talk about is they're much maligned reaching the offensive line. My God. Outstanding. That's why they win because if you can't pressure Brady, you'll beat it every time. And every time, again, I've sat on the show a few times and said, teams who have beat Brady in the playoffs or ran him close, I've got after him. So Philly in the Super Bowl hit him a few times. Remember Denver beating the shit out of him in that AFC title game. Jacksonville last year come very, very close because they, they're able to put pressure on him with four. The Chiefs were never really able to do it. And it wasn't because they, they're not good players, because D Ford's a good player, Chris Jones is a good player, Justin Houston's a good player. The Patriots' offensive line, and to an extent they're running back blocking, and Gronk, major major fact that you've got to acknowledge. They just if they, Their plan was, if we give this guy five seconds, four seconds, whatever, we'll win this game. And, and they were able to do it. Yeah, you got the ball. That, I think he averaged, like, was it two and a half seconds? Getting and the ball that, out of his hands? again, we're gonna, we'll preview the Super Bowl at a later date, that... Is it a worry for the Rams? If they can't get to Brady, they've got no chance. No, it, it is going to be a massive worry, but I think the the one thing that the Rams have got is, that, you know, Aaron the Donald. last... The, well, yeah, Aaron <laughs> Donald can, can be past a, a fucking double team in one second. And I don't know how he does it, Steve. It's like a ghost, isn't it's it? It's fucking voodoo, mate. <laughs> it's fucking voodoo. It's like there's two of them, and he just goes... Yeah. And, and he's through it and you're like the lad didn't even get his hands up <laughs> yeah. and you're at the quarterback's feet and he's looking around going where's Aaron Donald yeah. and I'm like mate he's behind you <laughs> like how did you not notice him he's a big guy how did you not see him squeeze through that six foot gap there yeah, it's ridiculous and that's the only thing that and the... Sue my word Sue the, the last two weeks Dharmak and Sue has been incredible so all you patriotated out there and you and you and there's lots of us or I wasn't lots of them I include me in the others I hate them hate them you are but I respect them yeah you are praying for Aaron Donald because he's your he's your only hope as as a what to to borrow a Star Wars line we'll talk about it next week a little bit but it'd be interesting to get your thoughts on this what did the Patriots do badly do badly they aren't great at linebacker I think I think when you get their linebacker going horizontal that's how you beat them and that's why I think the Rams might if I'm Sean McVay I am planning out as many Sweeps, reverses, dunk offs, sideways. Get 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 the Patriots covering wide, because I don't I don't I think you can beat them deep as well. I think Gilmore's great. 
I think everything else is a bit... Yeah, Jackson got done a couple of times, but I think you've got to spread them out. And what do the Rams do badly? I don't think they're a particularly brilliant defence, to be honest. I, don't think they cover, I think the secondary is pretty average. So we'll, I think what we'll see is... I think you, you, I think you're spot on. I think what we'll see is the Patriots hit a lot more deep shots against yeah, this Rams defense, but go. they need the time to be able to do that. And, and whether they'll get that time, they'll come up with something. They'll come up with something mad. Yeah, you know what I mean? He's, because he's done amazing. Because because he always does. So he's yeah. got fucking two weeks, and I don't think he's prepare, been preparing for this for two weeks. I think he's been preparing this for six. He knew that. He knew he knew he was going to be facing a high-powered offense, and they've just beat one of them. They beat well. Yeah, one and a half. I, don't think, I think the Chargers' offense was was beat up by the time they beat them. They destroyed the Chiefs, and obviously they're going now to to another Patriots Super Bowl, and we can't wait. So good luck to them. Good luck to the Rams. Uh, two weeks. We'll be back next week to preview that game probably in more detail. Any final thoughts on Championship Sunday before we wrap just up? that it was brilliant as a neutral. It was amazing, absolutely amazing. I was so so enthusiastic. Again, the, the unfortunate thing is it's ruined. I think by we're the not previewing the Pro Bowl. I mean, are you even watching it? I've got no idea. Who's I'm not there? watching it. Absolutely not. I'm not no. watching it. It's the most pointless American football yeah, I've ever. I'm all right. It's about. more pointless than preseason games. I'll and preseason games are shite. I'll take the break. I'll quite happily have a week off. Chris, thanks very much. You too, mate. Uh, it's good to have you back. It was. It was nice to be here. Sorry, Geno couldn't be here again. Blame our trains. It's probably for the best. If I don't hate, think anyone's really asked. If you hate the Patriots, Geno would have just been sat gloating for an hour or whatever, and it'd have been unbearable. So we might. <laughs> The British weather might have done you a favour. He's probably tried to run here in the <laughs> in the in, in the non snow. He was so 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 desperate to be coming. Oh, never mind. Um, Chris, thanks very much. Thanks everyone at home for watching or listening. If you're on iTunes, give us a review and all that stuff. It really does help. If you're on YouTube, thumbs up, comments, everything. We will reply to them all if we can. We'll be back next week to preview the Super Bowl. Uh, until then, goodbye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.